So hi, welcome to the Gnoise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Spinch. I'm Christian, and we're from Left to Suffer. And we have some, some questions today about the new album, Feral, so congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? The response so far has been, honestly, been incredible. Like, we've been seeing, like, so many people, more new people coming in, streaming and sharing our stuff, as well as, like, old fans that are just consistently... Um, sharing our stuff and it's been it's been awesome so far like the response has been best that we've ever had for any release oh yeah the the album is fucking incredible it's it's crazy yeah this shit is crazy i was listening to it at like 9 a.m it woke me up <laughs> oh really it was, yeah it's great oh yeah that's definitely a good album to like you know go with your coffee or to place your coffee absolutely i'm glad you love it Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art? Yes. Yeah, so when um, it was actually our manager that spearheaded the idea of naming the the LP Feral, and basically the way he described it is like we're like with the growth of the band, uh, like we're hitting a point where it's like you know these next few years can be can hopefully be very beneficial for us and you see rapid explosive growth. And he described these next few years to be a very feral time for mm. us. Where, and it's also like you know, after doing on death and dying forever, we aspire to like try to go for an album that's more like in your face and just be heavier than previous releases, mm-hmm. similar to like what we did back with Year Suffered back on our first LP in twenty twenty. Yeah, mm-hmm. all right, makes sense. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album? So for this yeah. album, Jake, yeah, you go ahead. Yeah, we actually uh, took a whole different approach than we've ever done on anything else. So typically we'd, you know, write songs on our own, kind of bring them together maybe, and then work it out, flesh it out, uh, maybe jam it out in person and things like that. And, and for this one, we actually decided to uh, just sequester two weeks aside where we just put everything on hold and got together and tried to write as much music as we could, the best quality music we could. And we actually took a week at my house, which is in the middle of nowhere, Georgia. And so there's no internet access that really can handle that many people at least. And uh, we all just uh, did our thing, made breakfast every morning, smoked down, had a good time, set the vibe right. And uh, just wrote like 11 or 12 songs and um, try to make as many just like catchy, groovy things as we could. And it was just very different because we've never sat down and taken that much time to really write that much music in such a short period of time. And then the following week, we went to where our drummer Alex was living and um, kind of hashed out and finished the writing there as well as uh, scrapped a song or two that weren't just really up to par. Mm-hmm. All right. Gotcha. Uh, so, what song off this album took the longest to write, and which one is each of your own personal favorite? I'd say for me, my personal favorite. It, this is a tough question because like I really do love this album a lot. My three personal favorites would have to be "Feral," "Illusion of Sleep," and "Distance of Suffering." Uh-huh. With um, I think "Illusion of Sleep" to me was like the most interesting one because it was just sort of like. That was like one of those songs that when we first started writing it, we did not take it seriously at all. Like in the sense of just like, let's just keep writing it, just like just make every part get a little crazier than the last part. Mm-hmm. And 
it was the complete we got in the studio. So we're just like, well, let's just see where it goes. And then Matt Thomas, the producer, took over and chimed in his ideas. It's a song. That, and listening back to it, I'm like, wow, that's actually really cool how it turned out. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I guess for me on the three personal favorites from the record, uh, I got to go with Man, I mean, illusion sleep. Uh, illusion of sleep is like right there on the precipice, but I think it's the chorus of consistent suffering for me. It just and yes. the fact that back in with that breakdown when you think it's about to be over. Yeah. Uh, and then Farrell, I really love what Taylor did with that chorus. You know, when he originally what he originally wrote to it was good, but that's another one of those where he sat down with Matt Thomas and like they got the lyrics the cadence and the uh melody all just like really set into something different than what it was and just i loved how much life it breathed into it as well as uh artificial anatomy because of that line i will see the fear in the eyes of my abuser that line just it got me as soon as he said that in the studio i was just (laughs) (laughs) it's just an instinct i'll break some shit yeah yeah um and the longest to write the longest to write so uh i guess here's a fun fact artificial anatomy yeah was actually written back in 2020 it It was originally going to be a track on on death but we just didn't feel like it had exactly what we were looking for it didn't really fit that emotion and that part of the grieving process that we were trying to fit it in Mm -hmm. so just kind of shelved it yeah, so we had that demo written, and then we tried bringing it back for a dying forever, and it got scrapped out of that one too. I can't remember why, but it was like one of those demos where it's like, okay, maybe it won't work for this record, but it's still a really good demo, so we can let's revisit it later. Mm-hmm. We have a few songs even like that that haven't been released yet that are still in that stockpile, but so yeah, for this, this time around, we worked on that song, and it's like, yep, this is the record we want to put this demo on, right. and. And the same was true for Recluse, too. Recluse was one that we wrote in that and dying forever uh, cycle. And we were just like, eh, just, it's missing something. Or it doesn't fit with this. Or so it's better to just save it. Makes sense. Um, so how did the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener for the opener, close the big closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? For you know, the- we did kind of shuffle around some but i remember on the first layout we had I, i'm pretty sure feral like the title track we were like yeah this is gonna be a solid opener the closer for the album i think that was kind of discussed later in time and you know you kind of keep up with the same thing we did with um a dying forever with fatal attraction where we had like the widest most um majestic sounding song mm-hmm. it made sense to put consistent suffering there and I think it was a very solid choice of an album closer. I agree. Right. Absolutely. We that actually crazy. I am remembering now. Uh, Taylor was wanting to specifically get in and work on the intro first because he was wanting to like, uh, we got to set the mood and like set something like aggressive. He was kind of like just mouthing this rhythm, and I was like, oh, that kind of reminds me of Jaws. And I was like, let's make a heavy metal Jaws. I'm so about that. It's like, it just makes you feel immediately like danger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. 
so would you guys be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record? Yeah, we're more driven to like try like really like give it a hundred and ten percent on this one. I, I knew like after we like we did like on death was definitely an album where we definitely felt very confident in after writing it. Not as much for a dying forever. So for this one it was just like, all right, let's all put our heads down. Let's actually like think about what we really want to do across from the first second of the album to the last one. And everybody just put all hands on deck just to like let's make these like the best songs we've ever written so far. And yeah. I think with that much drive and open mindedness with not only with each other but also with Matt's ideas too, I think that's what really helped create a now I think all of us feel most proud of and I think as far as public perception goes is what people buy the most so far. And like I was trying to get in was just like let's make the best music we can the things that's going to really stand out you know every time we've put out an ep or something i feel like there's definitely a standout moment or two but we wanted like every song to be a banger to be an absolute standout thing that uh set outside and i feel like it's almost noticeable by like just the how well response has been i mean some of these lower responses are like what are better responses from other tracks so it's it's crazy seeing that, but we went into it with that just giving right. everything. Christian was saying that 110, like, put everything on the line. Like, you got to. Though. Hell yeah. I just want to say hi. I'm, like, getting ready to go to the studio, but I just wanted to pop in and say what's up. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Have fun at the studio. Go cook some shit up. Yeah. Yo, whip them into shape. <laughs> <laughs> um... So how do you guys recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should you do it in the car with friends and dark with headphones on? Is workout album, party album? What do you personally recommend? I would say, while well, all those examples you mentioned were all good good ideas, I would say the best would be just wake up in the morning. Don't, like, literally just put that on and go straight to the gym and just start pumping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Yeah, I really like what you said, the idea of like putting it on while lifting, honestly, because this record is just so aggressive and so angry and fast paced over, overall. Uh, I'll get you in there. Um, but uh, I think there is some value lyrics. Like, it might be deeper than you might expect on first listen. You know, like, uh, I know Taylor really tried really hard with these lyrics to make them stand out and mean a lot to him, but also working with Matt to make sure that, like, they flowed well, made perfect sense, and that they really came from somewhere genuine and fed fed to the concept that they were trying to uh, meet. Uh, so this one should be super super quick off top of your heads i want you guys to describe this album for new listeners in three words three words each six total no more no less oh lord okay three words isn't enough words i i use a lot of words <laughs> well here's the okay first one this would be the obvious one it's feral uh-huh. okay. no okay i feel cheating. like that's a bit cheap yeah yeah <laughs> that's um, <laughs> um ha ah, man this is that's actually a tough question because I can come up with you know what I'm just gonna go with alliteration visceral 
Viral Velociraptor. There Fuck you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't top that off my head. <laughs> I'll right. say aggressive, pummeling, intimidating. There you Perfect. go. Perfect. Hell yeah. Beautiful. Um, so, can you guys talk about any particularly challenging or standout moments from the creation of the album, positive or negative? Okay. Um, you know, I don't think there was anything that was actually like super challenging about the whole process as a, in general. We um, took our time with everything. We had so much time allotted towards writing and recording that I feel like it was set up for success, but also just having like, uh, Matt come in already gung ho and ready to work on it, having listened to the demos and listened to where we were already trying to sit and have a vision in his head, as well as like our buddy Mike Skinner being in there and helping set the vibe right and like getting the studio ready and doing like editing and doing like runs for us like that. I mean, all that thing, all those things made it really just a super easy, fun, cool process. I mean, we were literally just hanging out, smoking some pot, uh, freaking burning some barbecue, and then playing some Naruto when we weren't recording. Like it was, it was just a good time playing Naruto Ninja Storm Four. Like half, <laughs> me and Pete, the majority of the time that we weren't writing. Oh, so, yeah. um, I mean, particularly challenging. Maybe to just like set back, um, because this was one time that I definitely like, I felt like I had a lot of ideas. I felt like I had a lot of melodies or rhythms or whatever in my head that I was like, I got to get these out, but it's not always just about me, you know? And that's what it's, it's about the band. It's about the overall, it's about what everybody vibes. And so sometimes I'll be like, Oh, I want to do this lead. And Matt's like, well, let's do this lead. And I'm like, ego stop you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it led to something that i'm so in love with you know that i don't regret anything that's put on that record anywhere that's awesome christian yeah it's like i'm trying to think about challenges that we face like with the writing process and the recording process and it like you know even though the more much spinch was explaining it too like there really wasn't anything that was particularly hard or challenging we went through i think it was the main thing was more like trying to like make this album better than our predecessors mm. right and having that just in mind and it was the already like with the process that we came up with with how we are all very integrated in the writing process and like what Jacob said too, with like Matt being like ready to work and also having the tools to also make the production side of things sound excellent. It was, um, everything flowed pretty easily. Like once we got there, that's good. Oh yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Hardest part was probably honestly fitting Matt's barbecue into the back of the van, but that still <laughs> went pretty well too. That was like, it fit pretty good. Like, and it was I worth it at the end of the, at the end of the day. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, so for this question, I want you to picture you're on tour. You're at a gas station for a rest stop. You're going in. What is your snack of choice? 
it depends if this is pre or post show for me like genuinely okay i usually say post show yeah post show mm-hmm. yeah so i'm definitely gonna be getting something sweet definitely okay. got to like if it's like a wawa or sheets or something like that eight out of ten times i'm probably getting a milkshake Hell yeah. <laughs> nice it's a great great post show treat um trying to think of this last tour like while i'm eating after a show and like i feel like i ate so many metrics bars on this tour both pre-show at the show and post-show that i'm just gonna go with that answer sounds good (laughs) all right um so for the last couple questions gonna shift completely away from music and go straight to death row boom so if you're on death row what would your last meal be with a drink okay i got mine Go ahead, then. Go ahead. All right. Do authentic carne asada tacos, street style with uh, ruby grapefruit white claw. Nice. Hell yeah. That's beautiful. All right. All right. All right. So I think I just love steak and potatoes so much. I just want my wife to cook me steak and potatoes one last time, like specifically her. Mm-hmm. And then give me a Pinot Noir with some poison so that, like, you know, the the justice system doesn't get the satisfaction. Like, someone else took me out, not yeah. them. Like, I'm still dead, but, like. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's fair crazy. <laughs> I, I, I love that answer. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so, if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Oh, tough one. See, like, I feel like my mind goes to somewhere, like the dragon ball universe or the like naruto but i'm like i would just be like a farmer in dragon ball though like i wouldn't like i wouldn't be like a great z warrior or nothing like <laughs> um, <laughs> man, that's an interesting one that's an interesting one you know what put me in the world of spyro make me a dragon nice. oh yeah nice yeah that's a tough one for me so i i I don't know, but I don't know why this answer popped up in, in my um, head. Living in the world of like the Grand Theft Auto Five game. Okay. Nice. Yeah. All right. Sounds okay. good. Um, so I have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person that we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Say red. Nice. Mm-hmm. It it really is like a dependent on the day kind of thing. Because green is probably one of my all-time favorites. Um, also, like, uh, so many good colors. Like a good chartreuse, Oof. you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I also like monochrome. Ooh, but, um, yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I definitely like it. Just like a generic answer, green. Green. <laughs> hey, green is beautiful. Yeah, we'll it's take not it. generic at all. Green is. Um. So as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Yeah, we uh, just announced today that um, <clears throat> we are going on tour with our buddies in distance, freaking Justice for the Dam and Cabal. So we're going to have a North America co-headliner with Distant, and that's going to be a lot of fun. That just announced today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty good that tour. Tour is fucking stacked. Mm-hmm. Um, well, thank you for sounds, guys. Ben Spinch and Christian from Left to Suffer, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.